Hello, and welcome to Double Exposure, a conversation podcast about comparing and contrasting cinema, old and new, viewing two films through the same lens. I'm your host and fellow movie watcher, Bear Boswell. I'm just a guy that loves soap and mayhem, which means this week on Double Exposure, it is all about Brad Pitt, the best of the pit and the worst of the pit, which means we are in for two entirely different films. Brad Pitt is a household name at this point, an actor and producer of over 70 films, all spanning within the last 30 years. He's arguably one of the most iconic entertainment figures on the planet and is known for his roles in Inglourious Bastards, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, Tree of Life, Moneyball, and so many more. But for our first film, one that you most likely have not seen, comes Cool World, the 1992 Human Enters Cartoon World a more adult attempt at a Who Framed Roger Rabbit-esque film. Starring Brad Pitt and Kim Basinger, Cool World takes place in the self-titled cartoon universe, Cool World, in which our lead star, Frank Harris, gets inconveniently trapped in the world after a serious car accident. Moving seven years forward in Brad Pitt's career, a time in which his acting skills change for the better, we land on Fight Club, the gritty and bloody David Fincher classic. Most likely a film that you've heard a 35-year-old sweaty man say is the pinnacle of cinema, Fight Club stars Ed Norton and Brad Pitt as the two gentlemen bond over Fight Club, a men's-only club that meets in the basement of a bar and involves all sorts of men beating the shit out of each other. And this week, my guest is a film studies major, a major movie buff, and an overall wonderful person, Katie Crawford. And if you haven't seen these movies, why not pause this podcast and check them out? Join the Double Exposure Film Club and be a part of the conversation. But if you already know everything about Brad Pitt and you want to just listen to this just to tweet at me with everything that I'm wrong about, then let's get to it. Katie? Oh, are we getting to it? We're getting right to it. Okay. It looks like everyone has tweeted me. Everyone's already tweeted. Already (laughs) tweeted at me everything that I've been wrong about. But welcome to the podcast. First time. Thanks for coming on, Katie. Yeah, of course. Thanks for watching these movies together. We got to watch... Yes. Them together. I don't always get to watch the movies with the guests, um, but I did get to this time, mm-hmm. and we watched Cool World and Fight Club. Yeah, we let's, did. Let's start with Cool World. It, was this your first time seeing Cool World, or oh, was it your yeah. second time seeing Cool World because <laughs> you loved it so much on the first time? No, this was <laughs> my first time seeing it, first time hearing it. Everything. Yeah. I've never experienced this movie before. Same. So. When we were thinking of topics, I mean, I literally just typed in Letterboxd, you know, ranking his best movies to his worst and the average on the stars and Cool World was at the at the top of the worst. And the that's best how, of the worst. The best of the worst. <laughs> the pits of the pit. <laughs> yeah. The, the bits of the pit? Is that what you the said? The pits of the pit. The pits of the pit. The pit of the... Never mind. <laughs> no, you're, I, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Got it. Um, what are your first kind of reactions when you first finish the film? Yeah, that's good. Um, well, it was interesting because the week or two weeks before we watched The Room. Yes. And so it also a bad movie. Yes. Critically. But I felt completely different a after t- watching totally Cool different World. spectrum of bad. <laughs> yeah, because The Room, it's like you laugh and it's kind of fun and you know it's a bad movie but there's some redeeming qualities Mm -hmm, but with cool world you just feel gross at the end yeah you feel kind of sleazy yeah like you've just been a cigar bar for like 
yeah. 12 hours. I felt kind of doomed. And yeah. that's, I don't always feel that way. Oh after my gosh. <laughs> Just covered in peril. Yeah. I'm like, the world is ending and we're all going to cool world. <laughs> since, it, since we watched it together, it was also my first time. And I would agree. I didn't, it, it was a weird watch. That's funny you mentioned The Room because The Room is just amazingly hilarious and you can just interact throughout it. Um, and that's just like one of those so bad it's good. But this was just so bad, oh shit, it's still bad mm-hmm. kind of movies where we were just all kind of ready for it to be done. And yeah. very uncomfortable, not well made. Mm-hmm. Um, just an interesting mark in Brad Pitt's career of so many movies that we know him for. Mm-hmm. Because imagine it. He like this was early on in his career, and it, and if the movie was definitely a flop, but to think what he's done now, mm-hmm. is kind of crazy. Yeah, that, that, like I can't believe that that's even Brad Pitt. It yeah. doesn't even feel like him because he doesn't have all of the suave confidence that he has now, mm-hmm. and we're seeing him in this baby face, vulnerable, very mm-hmm. naive role. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And what about Fight Club? Was it your first time seeing Fight Club? No. So I have seen Fight Club before, but I'm not even confident about when. I think it was in high school. Yep. It could have been college. But basically, I didn't remember a lot of it. So it was kind of like watching it for the first time. Nice. I remembered the twist, but pretty much everything else I did not remember, except for the fighting and Brad Pitt. Yep. Yeah. Brad Pitt's. I mean, that's yeah. perfect because that's who yep. we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that is true. That's my exact experience, too. I watched it in high school, didn't remember much of it. Mm-hmm. And then revisiting it last night, I was, yeah, I was super impressed. I was, like, blown away, mm-hmm. I feel like, actually. I I was in love with it. We Whoa. There was one person in our viewing party that was mm-hmm. appalled by oh, the yeah. film. Yes. They, they were, it's your roommate. They, yes, they, they were, my sweet roommate. <laughs> yeah, so sweet. And... They were appalled. They were yeah. absolutely. And it was so interesting hearing that perspective of why they didn't like it, which mm-hmm. is, you know, just makes great conversation. Because yeah. you can't just have the same opinion. You can't just have, you know, because then I turn into the 35 year old guy that's saying it's the pinnacle of cinema. And here we are just <laughs> yeah. sweating it then, out. Yeah. Then you it. get all sweaty. And yeah, like, exactly. This is great. I don't want to get sweaty. <laughs> no. There's already enough sweat in the movie. Seriously. And blood, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's everything. so interesting because Nina. The roommate, the roommate who didn't mm-hmm. who didn't like Fight Club. Right. She loved the room. Yes, that is interesting too because we very all did watch it together. That's very strange. Yeah. It's so interesting coming back to the room. Um, yeah, because Cool World is such a polarizingly bad movie, and I frequently thought about like just bad movies so bad that they're good, and unfortunately, this really missed the mark. Why do you think it did? Because it to get into it. Cool World was attempting to do this, like, human cartoons, interacting, Space Jam kind of thing. And -hmm. I think that this was before, was Space Jam late Mm. 80s or? Yeah, so uh, Cool World was actually made before Space Jam. So in a way, Space Jam was taking after Cool World. That is true. Yeah, so, (laughs) wow. (laughs) So Cool Cool World is our basis. Cool World is inspired Cool World has expired more than we know. Yeah, Pixar, DreamWorks. Actually, though, I did read that it, not maybe specifically Cool World, but 
another one of the director's short films inspired, or maybe he directed a Kanye West music what? video. I didn't look it up, oh but gosh. maybe I should later. The, di- our, the director of... Our director, yeah. Our director. <laughs> our homeboy. <laughs> the one we stand, Ralph Bakshi. Yeah. He helped inspire a Kanye West? I think he, one of his short films inspired a Kanye West music video. That kind of makes sense given Kanye West's album art, like for his album Graduation and 808s and Heartbreak with kind of this like cartoonish Mm -hmm. feel. Back to to Cool World, it was trying so hard to Mm -hmm. fit what uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit did. Yeah. Which Who Framed Roger Rabbit is already very... A, like adult like it's like more of an adult it is animated yeah. film like it's kind of raunchy mm-hmm. just in its humor but cool world is just sexual mm-hmm. for like all just like the provocative reasons just mm-hmm. to just to be i think what we yeah. gain from it is just trying to be sexual just because yeah just because it could and it's interesting because who framed roger rabbit came out just a few years before right Cool world. And it's like, why are you trying to, like, make the same movie but worse? Even worse. Even worse. Plus Brad Pitt. Yeah, and Brad Pitt. And Brad Pitt. He did. And David Bowie. And David Bowie. A David Bowie song. That's so (laughs) good. Well, I was reading the album was like a hit yeah the only the good mo- part of the movie the, was the, the movie music did terrible the movie <laughs> i think it the movie it had a budget of 30 million and it only grossed 17 mm-hmm. and then that and then you know maybe they made up for it later with streaming and but maybe. probably not i don't yeah. i don't think so only a little i told somebody i were watching cool world and they were like what the hell is that, that yeah that sounds ridiculous no one's ever heard of this movie yeah which i think it's like the definition of a flop of a movie Mm. because in order for like a movie to do well usually it has to like make twice the amount that its budget was right because they cover they cover themselves Mm -hmm. they cover their assets and then yeah and then they have to make all the advertisements right yeah 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 so for this to make half of its budget that's like terrible like the worst. Yeah. And this guy hasn't made a movie since. No. So, this was his last movie. It was his last one. The, something super funny that I was reading. And I, I, it cra- sometimes the IMDb, it, it feels like, like an AI bot just wrote some of the IMDb mm-hmm. trivia. I love reading them. But sometimes it's just like, there's no way that, like, so this is a bot doing this. Because I think the, the quote said, as of 2020, this was his last movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, that is grim. Yeah. That is grim. He went back to painting or something. Yeah. And, well, and he's known for, um, you know, Ralph Bakshi is known for very adult style animation. Mm-hmm. He's got some great animation movies from what I've heard. And he did the Lord of the Rings animated movie, <laughs> which is insanity. Yeah. Is crazy. But he also made several near pornographic animated films in the mm-hmm. style of like a children's animation and mm-hmm. I, I just can't get behind that. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, and think? that's okay. You don't yeah. have to get behind yeah, that if yeah. you don't want Thank to. You. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> I really feel loved on my own podcast. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome, Bear. It's all about you. So this is early Brad Pitt. This is baby this is, Brad Pitt. This we, is super early Brad Pitt. So you have to look at it in the lens of, oh, we don't even know what he's going to become. He so, doesn't even know. No, he has no clue. So if you're sitting, because it's seven years before Fight Club. Mm-hmm. So if you're sitting there like, wow, in the theater, can you imagine, imagine this? You're in the theater watching Cool World and you're looking at this guy and you're like, 
oh, I think I've heard of him. I think he was in a movie in 1987, and uh, I heard he's coming, like, because I think the vampire film, Interview with the Vampire, was coming mm-hmm. out soon. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I think he's going to be in that vampire movie, but who is this guy? Yeah. Like. Like what do you what what would what would go through your mind when you if you had first seen Brad Pitt on that screen in Cool World? Yeah, and you um, had no idea who he was. Yeah, I. Given what that's you a know really from, good question. Given what you know from Cool World, yeah. his performance, right? Before, like during watching Cool World, I was just thinking like what I knew of Brad Pitt. Like I had already seen him in all of these good movies. And so seeing him in this terrible movie, I was like, what is he doing? How did he make this decision? Was this his, like, producer or, like, his manager making this decision for him? Um, So I wish I would have gone into it thinking, like, okay, I don't know anything about about Brad Pitt. What do I think of his acting? Mm -hmm. But I think his acting wasn't terrible, it's really just the movie that he was in it, made the, it so bad. The movie he was in was so bad. I think, and we'll we'll kind of talk about how he is now, but mm-hmm. what we see of his confidence, like I mentioned earlier, is that he has extreme confidence now and is very young and very nervous. And you can mm-hmm. kind of tell, like, he's actually gotten better at acting. And a lot of his things just kind of feel like a high school play-esque performance of mm-hmm. like, yeah. but baby... I love you. Like yeah. this kind of dull and you're like, oh, Brad. I mean, yeah. he was 24, you know, like Whoa. young. That's like almost my age. Yeah. And That's then crazy. S- seven years later, he made Fight Club, which mm-hmm. is like a very surreal, polarizing, gritty, like s- kind of like sacrificing role for him. Mm-hmm. Kind of like yeah. a method acting-esque role. And then <laughs> compared to this, but it is hard because we have all this knowledge. Right. Right. And you kind of have to you know, remove that filter Mm -hmm. a little bit. Yeah. And I was reading, I tried to find anything about Brad Pitt Mm -hmm. saying anything about his role in this movie. He had one interview, like one, and it was not even like the main subject of the interview. It just like came up in a question. Um, But he just said it was difficult because because it was animated, he had to act all the scenes by himself yes. in front of a blue screen. Oh. And so they didn't have like a stand in for him to kind of like use as reference for the other characters. And so that's probably a reason why it looked so awkward. Or and he given how just didn't physical, know what he was doing. How physical the movie is. Yeah. Like, and he had like, to interact with all of those characters and you can tell like... It's not adding up. Do they? Do you think that they just played like the audio overhead? Like they've already recorded. Oh, I, I have feel no for idea. him. That sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah. What if they didn't even record the audio yet? It was just a it was just him guy doing whatever reading, he wanted. Oh, baby, I love you so yeah. much. Please touch me. <laughs> yeah. Just like a middle-aged man instead of yeah. Hollywood. Right. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if that's how it went. But yeah. So in terms of Brad Pitt's performance in Cool World, just a reason why it's so bad. One thing that I immediately think of is just his interaction with Lonette, which is the female character who oh, his character, Frank Harris. They're dating. Yeah, they're dating. Lonette or- is a doodle which is a cartoon in the movie. Oh, right. And, and he is Brad a... Brad Pitt's annoyed. Annoyed. Short for humanoid, humanoid, believe it or not. Which you shared that with us during the film, and we were like, yeah. what the hell is annoyed? Yeah, and critical go, piece of information. Humanoid. Yeah, humanoid. That's very... They, right. And that was not... We had to figure that out for ourselves, which is mm-hmm. either genius or 
terrible. Yeah, honestly, that might... I think I told you this, but this might be my favorite part of the movie was the name Noids and Doodles. I think it's so funny. Noids, that's your favorite part? Just yeah, like that, Noids like, and Doodles. <laughs> I think that's do- great. Um, I like but, that they classified them. Yeah, yeah, no, it is great. Um, yeah, just his interactions with Lonette, you can tell that, like... The animation it's, is not synced up very well. No. There was one point where he has his arm over her, and it's like, and it's like you can tell it's just shot. like, it's just holding, like hanging there. Oh, <laughs> oh, it's so awkward. But that's not Brad Pitt's fault. That's mostly animators and right. the producer, director. But I think what happened in this film is there was a lot of problems with the post production, or no, I'm sorry, the pre production where they're picking who. Um, Paramount came in and just kind of put their finger all over it. I think Ralph wanted Brad Pitt to play Jack Deebs originally Mm -hmm. um, and all this. And yeah, coming back to the scenes though, I think frequently there's just these strange scenes of, and I know it's cartoony, but Mm -hmm. it's not, it's just, it it feels like they should have gone for like a more suave cartoon world instead of like Mm. a zany cartoon world, given like the whole demeanor of the noir, you know, 50s feel that it had to it even though it was like the time period was the 90s right and they're just like stuck in the 50s in cool world yeah. i guess i guess that's the point actually that's in the literal plot is that they're stuck in the 50s mm-hmm. so that makes more sense yeah but all these cartoon animations are just beating the hell out of each other yeah. and just anvils falling on them and stuff yeah and it does not work well it's straight there's up, the thing it doesn't i think work. yeah it doesn't work at all it's very you gotta, you gotta agree with me on that it just i, I agree, was just so thrown off but i i see the logic because in those old cartoons like the 90s cartoons uh-huh. like they have their own physics like with the anvils like dropping, it's like nothing makes any sense in the physical world. So I thought that was actually kind of oh. cool, just like they're creating their own ways that this world works. Um, <laughs> but at but the same it was time, very chaotic. It was so it chaotic. It was so much. There would be points, and there's the, it, for some reason, frequently, and I think at the end, they had this kind of like weird Avengers-esque moment where they're all on top of that building Mm -hmm. and like all of these doodles rise from like a big tall figure. And I was like, that's Uh like the Avengers, right? When they're on top of the Stark Tower and all the the guys come out. You know what I'm talking about. (laughs) No. No, no, I barely know what I'm talking about. But you're doing great. Thank you. Yeah. Um, And that's where I I, I just got lost. Yeah. I, I, I think, yeah, definitely a lot of my... Like scenes where I really scratched my head were yeah like that it was when it, the animation was fine when it was just the doodles mm-hmm. or it was just in just person. the noids yeah just or just the noids <laughs> yeah. yes which come on they, they don't explain a single thing in this movie they really right? don't so we'll spoil it real quick he gets in a car accident after he returns home from war. War, in World, World War, War II. II. It's in the, so it's in the 40s. He returns home from war, and then he, he gets in a car accident, and his mother dies, and he has severe head trauma, and then he's just teleported to Cool World mm-hmm. due to his head trauma because at the same time, this doctor was, like, messing it was like a science thing gone wrong. It's gone wrong, and he was peering into a car accident. Yeah. Just crazy coincidence. Uh-huh. But it just, logically, I was just like, where is this going? And this was in the first five minutes of the film. Yeah. So it was, uh, 
Yeah. A bit of a trip there. Bit of a confusing part, the right. first five minutes. Exactly. But kind of along your point, just, yeah, just about the animation, apparently, from what I read via the internet, the animators were never given a screenplay of the oh, movie. Oh, you gotta be shitting me. <laughs> and so they didn't know what was going on, and the director just said, yeah, animate whatever you think looks cool and we'll put it in. See, it's cool when Terrence Malick does that, mm-hmm. but it's not cool. <laughs> not cool in this situation. In this situation. You kind of, yeah. with, the, with any animated movie, I feel like you need a script. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's rough. Yeah. So that might explain why you would see like random animations like floating across the screen. Cause they had that a few times, just like random things happening in the corner that had nothing to do with the plot. We had a theory that they were like lost doodles, yeah, like that, and that's cool. Yeah, but But they never said that in the film. Yeah, and I, I, I'm fairly confident that that's not what it was. It was just could have been just dinking around, Mm -hmm. like oh, this is cool. Just the animators having fun. Some of the animation was really cool. Yeah, that actually was another redeeming quality. Was like the, the backdrops yeah. were really cool. Mm-hmm. You kind of saw how they started to get a little bit lazy within it too, though. Towards the end, mm-hmm. and they really didn't care about the backdrops. Yeah, with anymore. like what you were saying, like the integration of the the noids and the doodles. Mm-hmm. When the doodles go to the noid world, and the animation suddenly gets really weird and it just doesn't work. Yeah, it's just such a strange movie. I can't, it's like, I can't help but not talk about it all the time. You know, like, yes, Brad Pitt's in this movie and we're supposed to be talking about him, but it's like, God, Cool World is so bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, it, it, you know, yeah, because going back to your point about if he's ever talked about it, because he talks about a lot of his roles outside of it. Like, obviously, he's known for Fight Club. Mm-hmm. You know, in Benjamin Button, in Seven. In Oceans. In Ocean. Oh, my gosh. Oceans. He's mm. so good in all the Ocean movies, yeah. right? He and is. then now hit more of his modern roles, um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which he won an Oscar for. Like, it's so good. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's there's a reason you don't go back to the old films. Right. Right. Yeah, because so. it's just these big actors trying to get their footing in the world. Usually they start with... TV shows and they'll make a few really bad movies right. and then they get their big break. Exactly. And then it happens. Mm-hmm. So where do you think like this separates, like where do you think Fight Club separates Brad Pitt? Like where do you kind of, you know what I mean? Like what's the difference there? Like what happened in those seven years? Mm. You know, do you know what movies happened in those seven years? Like what, like seven years and we get Fight Club, which is just Batshit crazy. It's a yeah. crazy, crazy movie. It is. Yeah. It's all over the place. It, to me, it feels like a classic Fincher. Like that and Seven go really well mm-hmm. as like a pairing because they're both just very. Really dark. Dark and dirty looking. Yeah. Like just constantly filthy. Mm-hmm. Every room in all those movies is just yeah. full of blood and so true. guts and stuff. So it's true. You know. Brad Pitt, he just yeah. does, he just does Fight Club and yeah. just goes what crazy happened? with it. What happened there? You tell me. <laughs> no, you tell me. <laughs> I asked you first. <laughs> um, I'm sure a lot happened because, like you said before, he was in his early 20s when doing cool, cool World. And so a lot can happen in seven years, especially when you're in your 20s. Yeah, totally. I'm sure that he just got better at acting for one. But I also think a lot of it is with the director. Um, the director mm. can definitely get 
a performance out of someone, even if they're a bad actor, um, they can definitely, yeah, set the tone for how the actor's performance is. So I think that's probably a big part of it was Brad Pitt in Cool World. He's just in this very seemingly low budget movie mm-hmm. and just, just had, well. had a director who hadn't made a movie in a while and uh, kind of on his, on his way out. Yeah. Yep. And so that was just kind of a, a storm of chaos that happened. And then with Fight Club, you get David Fincher who knows how to make a good movie. Oh yeah. Um, and he's with other good actors who's able to draw a good performance out of him. Mm-hmm. So I think, there's just a lot of reasons why they're vastly different movies. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, seven years is a short amount of time for those two movies to be like near each other. In the grand scheme so of a lot of things, everything happen. else he's done too. Yeah. Like he's made, I mean, 1999 fight when fight club came out, that was, well, that was 22 years ago now. I think we've mm-hmm. hit 20, yeah. the 22 year 22. mark. Yeah. That's crazy. And that's it. That is, I mean, math, a longer time than seven, a bigger <laughs> yeah. number than seven. That's true. Yep, I, I know. Yeah. Um, but coming back into Fight Club, into the gritty David Fincher. David Fincher is known for, like, the ultimate hovering director, you know, mm. kind of Stanley Kubrick-esque of, like, mm-hmm. the preparation, all like making yeah. people repeat line after line after line after mm. line until they're just so sick of it. Yeah. And I fre- frequently he he does it cuz he's a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. And every single shot matters and every single line matters. And so he clearly saw something in Brad Pitt in all of the other movies that he starred in between is what I want to say. Mm-hmm. Cool World, I'm I'm sure like it, it it makes you think too. This is kind of funny. I wonder if David Fincher like when he was casting Brad Pitt was like Oh man, I'm gonna sit down and watch Cool World. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> to like think about if he wanted Brad. I wonder if he's ever seen Cool World. Who, Brad Pitt or David, David Fincher. Fincher? I honestly, I, I probably. I would be shocked. Mm, I don't know. I you would maybe doubt it. Really? Yeah, because it. He probably knows that it's not gonna be worth his time. So yeah. Why would he watch it? That's true. He's just so maybe yeah. for a good laugh. Yeah, I don't know if David Fincher laughs. Oh. <laughs> Maybe that's true. <laughs> I mean, maybe he does laugh a little bit in like a very dark, dark, dark way. He mm. darkly laughs. Yeah. Or whatever that looks like. Asterisk <laughs> darkly laughs. Yeah. Asterisk. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I think I think Brad Pitt really proves himself to the world. Like, I feel like how we're talking about him now is like we're watching him grow up in Cool World. And now here he is with this big, badass, scary, gritty movie that is Fight Club. Mm-hmm. arguably one of the best movies ever made to your sweaty next door neighbors True. uh reddit account mm-hmm. uh and i i honestly think it's like a like as looking at it from a general perspective i can see why everyone thinks it's the greatest movie ever made because mm-hmm. you're tying in all these edgy subjects around such a edgy thing you're dealing with masculinity and insecurity and illness count them off um, and identity crisis, uh, you know, everything, drugs, soap, soap, mayhem, mayhem, capitalism, capitalism, consumerism, anti-consumerism. Yes. Anti-consumerism. <laughs> That's true. The pixies. Yes. The pixies at the very end. You've got everything in this movie. 
Because it does fit very well. Yeah, to me, that's like the ultimate hipster scene is yeah. the ending, the final shot of Fight Club. Is what's the what's the quote at the very end? Um, you've met me at a very strange you've met me at a strange time. time in my yeah in yeah. my life. One time on Reddit, I saw someone had a full back tattoo of Whoa. like a silhouette of of like all the buildings exploding and Whoa. them holding hands. That's pretty hipster. Yeah, it's pretty. It's a. Pretty, That's like getting the commitment. tattoo of the buildings in 500 Days of Summer on New York. Oh, arm. my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's terrible. One. That's basically the same, like, like kind of the same wavelength. I feel like yeah. the, the back tattoo one is like a, like a 35-year-old, and then yeah. that one's like... Just different generations. Different generations. So, yeah. Sure. 500 Days of Summer was did for that generation what? Fight Club did for this generation. <laughs> That's really well said there. <laughs> Good point. I know my generation. Yeah, okay? you know. I know mine. Mm-hmm. Katie, it's time to get into a fight. Tell me everything about Fight Club. Dissect it. Give me the, the YouTube video. Give me the 30-minute YouTube video dissecting the entire film. I want it. Okay, well, first... Technically, I'm not allowed to talk about Fight Club. And that's the episode, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, I don't know how I feel about making a joke like that. I'm not that kind of person. No, you don't have to be. Okay. My Letterbox app made a joke like that when I really? submitted a review. It said, are you sure you want to submit Wait, this review? that's hilarious. It was pretty genius. That's yeah. so funny. Okay, that's good. Um, well, I'm not going to give you the whole dissection. Because that would take way too long. No, that's fine. Fight Club is a very big movie that a right. lot of people have a lot of words to say about. Yeah. And there's a lot written about Fight Club. Pretty much every film YouTuber has a video about Fight Club. Sometimes yeah. multiple videos. Yes. So there's just so much to say because it's such a polarizing movie. Mm-hmm. Some people hate it. Some people love Some people it. Some love it. A lot, well, I th- I'd say, do you think a lot more people love it than hate it? I would say now, mm-hmm. yes, but I don't think it was very well received when it first came out. Mm-mm. Just because uh, it was a book before. But yeah, do you know anything about how it was received when it came out? It was it was it wasn't received super well. I remember there was like like I think it, it what really ruined it. What, a big thing that ruined it for them is Rosie O'Donnell. You know Rosie O'Donnell. Oh yeah. She had a super yeah. famous show. I, mm-hmm. I this is my favorite moments. She had a super famous talk show where she came on the talk show and said that she just watched Fight Club. It was a day Fight Club released in theaters. Mm-hmm. Huge deal. She was like yeah. tr- supposed to promote it. Yeah. And she just like broke down and was like, "This movie." traumatize me. Yeah. I have not been able to sleep. Here's why. She yeah. spoiled the entire ending. She spoiled the whole so ending silly. for the entire audience and told people not to go watch it. Oh, that's Brad, like sixth sense. Brad it's Pitt like to this day that. is like that's an unforgivable act. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't so think severe. it was received well because it was strange. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's aged very well. Yeah, it's almost become like a cult film. Mm, like a yeah. lot of people get obsessed about yes. it there's like a there's like a fan a fandom right there's definitely a lot of fanboys around fight mm-hmm. club i mean you saw one of them on the internet with the tattoo yes <laughs> god i did 
Yeah. Um, well, I'm curious, just because it is such a big movie, if you could say in three words what Fight Club is about. Three words? Three words. I'm going to do three words. Toxic, okay. consumerism, sucks. That's my phrase. I'm going to turn to a phrase. So it's a phrase yep. of three words? Mm-hmm. Okay. Toxic, consumerism, sucks. sucks. Yep. All right. Why would you say that? I don't know. How dare you say I, that? Well, doesn't it? Isn't it in the movie? It, like, yeah. that's what it's all about. Like, the, I feel like. Well, actually, the, I don't know. It's up to different people. There are so many things you can take away from Fight Club. One thing I really took away from Fight Club was the um, single serve uh, friendship. Is that what he yes. says? Yes. I had one today. I had one today at the alcohol store, and I stumbled across this couple. They were looking at a brewery that I really liked. Mm -hmm. I told them about the brewery. We started Mm -hmm. talking about New Zealand. We chatted for five minutes. They said, have a great day. I will never see them again. And that was a single serve friendship. And Mm -hmm. they talk about that in the movie so in depth. Yeah. Like about like like with a cashier and on a plane and, you know, with a... I don't know, with like a server at a restaurant or something. Yeah, but it goes even further. It's not just with friendship. It's like little commodities too, like the little shampoo bottles you get at the hotel yes. or something like that. I love that. The idea that traveling will bring you like these teeny tiny little self-serve experiences and that like those teeny tiny little pieces of soap um, or like even the really small servings of like drinks that you get on an airplane. It's like, that's like two sips of water, yep. but it's a part of the experience. It's a part of the whole fight experience that you will never have that exact same fight ever again. Yeah. Like it's single serve. And that's what fight club is, is about. All, is you'll never have the same thing twice. <laughs> is all about flights flights airplanes flight club <laughs> flight, flight club <laughs> <laughs> with um with uh denzel washington oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah that would be a hell of a club to join <laughs> <laughs> everyone just gets super drunk and tries to fly a plane oh or and cracked out as well yeah but i don't know how would you describe fight club in three words katie yeah well i don't know if i could do it in three words but well i did so yeah you okay to. <laughs> you have to um Let's see. I think perception, there's a lot of, I don't know, different kinds of perception. And then feelings. If I could just say two words, perception, perception and feelings. feelings and probably fighting. Okay, you got your yeah, word. Yeah, three. It is about fighting. Yeah, but, there's I mean, fighting it, in it, but I don't know if so it's about fighting. fighting. It's kind of self-reflexive. Like the movie, it talks about movies. Um, mm-hmm. in film yeah. and kind of, you know, well, the whole thing is about perception because you get Edward Norton who thinks that he has his friend, Tyler Durden. Um, and the whole twist, you can say it. the whole twist about it. If you haven't seen fight club, why are you listening this yeah. far into a podcast yeah. about it? Um, is that it's just a perception in his head. Like, it's not real. He is Tyler Durden. He is Tyler Durden. And Brad Pitt is essentially his, like, this aura of what he wants to be, but he can't be. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of how Ed Norton perceives himself and what he wants to be and what he sees and what other people see in him. 
so there's that that's why I think perception um and then feelings I think it goes along with what you said with Fight Club kind of being about masculinity at points um yeah typically men aren't allowed to show their feelings or they Mm -hmm. express their feelings in different ways and I think that's actually where the fighting comes in is because they want to feel Mm. they want to feel pain um and yeah express themselves in a specific way and for them that's that can be through fighting and feeling physical pain um and then you also get the beginning sequences with Ed Norton going to all of those support groups Mm -hmm. and he doesn't have all of those conditions like testicular cancer or that's such a genius thing in my opinion yeah that's just so it's just perfect it's kind of twisted it's like twisted genius yeah honestly it's like that, that that's just a wonderful point they thought of and i'm not sure if that was in the book or if david fincher yeah we'll that. never know well, unless we read the book yeah right <laughs> true i i do want to read the book though it does mm-hmm. sound i actually didn't know that it was a book i didn't either yeah but yeah the the groups is such a fascinating plot point mm-hmm. and that's what that's what starts it all the groups that's is such true. a core thing he, and he even recruits a lot of people from those groups into the fight club later on you see them enter yeah. The club. You see Robert Paulson. Yes, Robert Paulson. And his unfortunate demise. Yes, played by Meatloaf. Played by Meatloaf. Uh, and apparently his suit that he wore was 100 pounds. Oh, my gosh. And he yeah. couldn't... Oh, that makes sense why they couldn't... Uh, he couldn't be shirtless because the yeah. rule is no shirts and mm-hmm. no shoes. Yeah. And Actually, it, going back to your first question, I did watch a video about... Fight Club, and uh-huh. it said they had a fat suit prepared for him to be shirtless in those oh. scenes, but it just was so heavy. Um, actually, I don't really know the reason. I bet heaviness wouldn't <laughs> have affected it. But maybe, maybe it was just hard for him to actually be natural within his acting. Yeah, it was so heavy on his yeah own person that he couldn't mm-hmm. act. Yeah, Probably. he literally had to take oxygen in between takes. Oh, my gosh. So, <laughs> Poor meatloaf. <laughs> yeah, he survived he's the a, movie. He's an older but, guy at that point, too. I mean, he was kind of definitely a lot older. Yeah. What's your what's your uh, relationship with meatloaf? Oh, it's my mom's favorite artist. And, and his, meal. His, yeah, and meal. His album, Bad Out of Hell, is an album that I grew up on. And so... When I found out Milo was in this movie, I was blown away because I grew up on the rock opera that is Bad Out of Hell. Every mm-hmm. song is about eight or nine minutes, and it's basically a story of this like post-apocalyptic love that this man is experiencing with this lady that broke his heart. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so seeing that, I didn't even know it was Meatloaf until halfway through the movie. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, he fits this so perfectly yeah because it's dark meatloaf just kind of has this edge to him and then he's just playing this unfortunate character yeah you know which Mm -hmm. is what a lot of the characters are are just unfortunate the whole you know it's it's like all these sad misfit men come together and they just have to get all this aggression out yeah um and i think that is why just like a so many men just love this movie Mm-hmm. It's kind of a movie for the boys a little bit. It really is. It really is. It, it's it, like it, it supports 
men to be emotional and to find whatever works for them because society forces you to not mm-hmm. experience it in a certain way. Yeah. You know, do you think fighting is a healthy way? Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's what we're, that, yeah, that's actually, I, after this podcast, I'm, I got to go somewhere real quick. Okay. Yeah. Where do you have to go? I can't talk about it. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. Sounds that's good. the first rule. Right. Right. I'm picking up. Yeah. You're picking up on putting down? Yeah. Yep. Okay. And so, I mean, yes and no, because I, as an emotional man, I think that it's good to express things, but also like society just in general doesn't have a lot of outlets for it. So like in like a fun, cool, twisted way, David Fincher and the author of Fight Club created this universe where just it's this like psycho killer, dark, gritty fantasy driven world where it's just like, man, what if that happened? Like, this mm-hmm. is appropriate. Like, we just want to fight and beat yeah. the hell out of each other. Yeah. And Honestly, Bear, when you describe that, I think of Cool World. Yeah. <laughs> just dark, gritty <laughs> fantasy. Like, that's Cool what? World. Oh, my gosh. And, yeah, the more I think about it, the more connections there the more are connect- between exactly. Cool World the and Bra- Fight Club. The Brad Pitt cinematic universe is... It's- it's really all just... It's one big, like, circle. It's one connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think of the... Yeah, the the dank, the... The, the dank. The, <laughs> but, you know, dank as in terms of, like, yeah. like yeah, wet, yeah. I guess. The yeah. first definition of the word. R- the first, yeah, not the yeah. second definition mm-hmm. of the word dank. The urban dictionary definition. Right, right, right. Yeah. Here's something about Brad Pitt. When I think of Brad Pitt as a female who grew up in the 2000s, I think Brad Pitt is this ultimate hunk, basically. Like, that's who my older sister would talk about um, when she would talk about celebrities. And so in my mind, he's kind of this, like, perfect chiseled man. So to see him in Fight Club where he's, like, peeing into clam chowder, (laughs) I'm like, wait, who is Brad Pitt? (laughs) Um, that is definitely like a, I think that's kind of a weird perception of it, like given from your perspective mm-hmm. as like sexy being, you know, totally chiseled man, which is like right. what a lot of people know him for is like the chiseled jawline. Yeah. And then to see him in a gritty role. Mm-hmm. Right. How does that change it then for you? Like now, what do you think post fight club Brad Pitt is? Yeah. Now I think he's just an average American man. <laughs> 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 He's just a guy who has a lot of kids oh, and has great. gone through a few marriages mm-hmm. and, you know, he's just working his way. Yeah, he has. Yeah. Jennifer Anderson and Angelina Jolie, you know. Yeah. And, and then amidst that producing movies. But I think Fight Club projected him like way forward as far as his, his acting career goes, mm-hmm. like way forward. Then it was like, oh, he's a star now. Yeah. He's straight up the star now. We want him as like the lead star. I think Seven did that too because Seven was before Fight Club. But for Mm -hmm. some reason, Seven, he just kind of plays like a smart detective. But Fight Club, you know, yeah, he set up this generation of just like insecure men and just like wanting to be manly men, men wanting to express and just propelled them forward. He, Mm -hmm. He led them as like an army and just continued to kind of climb that ladder. And with that, we see Brad Pitt in the light of a lot of uh, like People magazine Mm. and like the tabloids and the supermarket. Like that was 
to me, that was who Brad Pitt was in the um, early 2000s. Was, was the cover of People magazine. Cover of People magazine always like, oh, wow, he uh, like, like, what are they going to do about their seven kids? Like $26 million divorcement settle. Jolie is pissed, but Brad still loves her. Like stuff <laughs> like that. That when I think of Brad Pitt from when I was a kid, I think of that. I didn't mm. think of him as an actor at all. Yeah. It's like, like he was just a personality, yes. like a Hollywood personality. Did was there a name for Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston? <gasps> Brennifer? Brennifer? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if there was because I know that like the Bradgelina was a very yeah. big yeah. point. I don't know. So I'm not sure. But that's yeah. really we'll never know. We'll really never know. Mm-hmm. And I don't choose to know. It's an unanswered question here on double exposure. Yeah. I think don't tweet. At us, do not don't tweet asking me that question whatsoever for the love of God or Katie. I don't even think Katie has a Twitter, but Uh, I don't think I do either. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't think so. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. What it's just crazy. He's just such an enigma, you know. When you think Brad Pitt, there's just so much. It's very dense. What 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 is like? What was kind of your perception? The divorce era, the post-divorce Brad Pitt, post-divorce Brad Pitt, post, sorry, first, post-second divorce. Well, Well, was he married to Jennifer Aniston? He was. Um. He was, and I think currently him and Angelina Jolie are in process of divorce. I think they've been divorced. Oh, really? For a pretty long time. Oh, yeah, I think since like. 2014 or something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, now when I think of Brad Pitt, it's not just this really attractive Hollywood actor. I think he's an accomplished, he's an accomplished actor. Mm -hmm. He's done a lot with his career. He's been in a ton of huge movies. He's won a ton of awards. So he's clearly made a pretty good name for himself. That's beyond just his good looks. He's clearly a really talented actor, knows what he's doing, knows what kind of movies he wants to be in. Um, so that's what I think of. Like when I see him at the Oscars, I'm like, yeah, he deserves to be there. Yeah. So. Yeah. He does look tired. Yeah. Some the, would say. Some would, some would say he would look tired. Once you get to that point in I, your career. I think he's done. The, I think he's done a lot. I think he it, he definitely has been producing more than he has mm. acting lately, which shows a lot of his like creative juices. Um, I think. Yeah. Man, I just love Brad Pitt. Because like you were saying, it is such a huge movie, so it's kind of hard to see it as that and not Mm -hmm. just see it, or to see it as anything other than a huge movie and kind of to have like that personal connection with it. But was there anything from either watching the movie or from the movie itself that struck you personally as a person? I think... Right, because I, I view I view so many movies technically as well as emotionally, but I think just speaking from a personal view of how I feel about Fight Club, it's a movie that you can enjoy from the lens of oh, is all this stuff still happening? You know what I mean? Like, am I ever experiencing these things that all these guys are feeling on a different level? Because while it's really hard to relate to Fight Club in the manner of me personally, Bear Boswell, I don't have the need to get all of my emotions out just by punching, like through physical exertion and by faking illness. And I don't have problems with insomnia and all this stuff. Like he is experiencing all of these very dark, very, very dark, like mental illness, it, like right out the front. 
And it's like, I don't have that issue. Thank, thankfully, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for that. But like, I do feel insecure sometimes about being a man and showing mm-hmm. my masculinity and fight club is about embracing it and finding other guys that are also insecure about it. And fight club is of like a love letter, I think to the misfits and to the people who appreciate movies that just get down to the core of it. And that's what I love about this movie because it just cuts right to the chase with as many gritty, raunchy, dirty, provocative, you know, it's going to take drugs, alcohol, sex to get us to the point, And it goes all in. I enjoy a movie that goes all in. And we talked about that with cool world because cool world was like this weird line between like, Oh, we're not, we don't want to go R rated, you know, and fight club just went all in. Mm-hmm. And you, when I think a director is showing true passion and wants to show a work that is deeply personal, it is all in. And you can tell that the blood, sweat and tears are all on the film. When I'm watching Brad Pitt get just destroyed by uh, the owner of a bar to the point where he's unrecognizable and you're staring at him and you feel like you feel sweaty and bloody just looking at him. Like you can feel like just the, the intensity and the, the heat of this movie and you feel very claustrophobic and it, you never really want it to stop. There's never a moment in the movie where I'm like, oh man, that's an uncomfortable part. We're kind of in the climax where I don't like what's happening. It's like, that's the climax and it's bad, but I like what's happening. You know, mm-hmm. it's this, it's ordered chaos is what it is. The whole film is like this ordered chaos that supports this claim that you can have emotions, find what you like to get them out. Mm-hmm. And David Fincher teaming up with Brad Pitt and Ed Norton to create that was just so cool for me. And just you like, I feel like it felt like a first watch for me, you know, like Mm -hmm. I did watch it in high school, but it truly felt like a first watch. And usually I'm like a talk during the movie kind of guy Mm -hmm. chatting about it. Mm -hmm. I didn't say a word. I was not a peep. I was silent. Mm-hmm. I was very, very quiet. And there's very few movies I've been pretty quiet through. And a lot of them are Brad Pitt movies because mm. I have not said a word. I didn't I did not speak during Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Tree of Life. Yeah. You can't really say anything in Tree of Life. No, you cannot say a word. Can't move an life. inch. Nope. Not not a centimeter. So. Yeah. That, 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 that's just like, I, I feel like I could like write a dissertation about how I feel just about David Fincher too. I really, really, really like David Fincher. Mm-hmm. I, because I grew a new level of respect for him to kind of touch on him for Mank when he made Mank, because he made all these films that created him. And then he said, okay, here is what I'm going to make Mank and just completely have like a love letter to what inspired me to make all these films, you know? Mm-hmm. And so for me, Fight Club is just a wonderful movie by him, by a director that I will always admire. And yeah, I will continue to keep watching his movies and look forward to them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, what yeah. what do you think? Just like your raw thoughts on Fight Club. How did it make you feel, you know? Raw thoughts on Fight yeah. Club. Um, well, just thinking as we've been talking, I think it's hard for me to find anything really about Fight Club that might strike me personally, because I think the biggest thing for me about this movie was I think it's 
I think it's cool, a cool movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's great. Yeah, I think like my favorite parts were really just like the dialogue and the story, mm-hmm. the acting. Um, kind of yeah. I'm also just like a a movie nerd, so I love seeing like how movies are made. Um, I appreciate like yeah the performance and just like the movie itself. But the content of the movie, I wouldn't say was super personal to me. Just because I think a lot of it does have to do with, a lot of the movie has to do with masculinity and just going through, um, yeah, through Ed Norton or Tyler Durden or whoever you want to say. The narrator. The narrator. That's his official. The capital N narrator. Mm -hmm. It's really just his, his inner thinking and his, his mind that we Mm -hmm. get to see and kind of like you, like, I don't really struggle with with mental illness in the same sense that he does um, with, like, dissociative identity disorder. Mm-hmm. I believe so. Split personality, something mm-hmm. like that, um, or insomnia. But in, in, a, in a similar way, like, I do still have insecurities, and I know what it's like to kind of have that projection of someone who you want to look like or act like. And just think that you are them or not even realize that it's kind of another person um, who you're wanting to be like. So I get that, but I don't think this was a very personal movie for me, Um, but that's okay. I think it's fine. Not every movie has to kind of strike you personally. Um, But yeah, like I said, I think I just think this movie's hilarious. The dialogue is so funny like when they're all chanting his name was robert paulson mm-hmm. his name was robert yes <laughs> oh, it's so funny i just think people are really creative with that um but i feel like i have so many questions that i want to ask you about yep. so obviously brad pitt is in both of these movies which is why we're right. talking about these oh, movies that's right yeah yeah so okay. brad pitt Star of Cool World, star-ish yep. of Thank Fight you. Club. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. So my kind of question, because when I compare two things, I like to see the connections okay. and just kind of draw connections, sometimes when there's not even a connection to be made. So we'll oh, see. Cool. Um, so I'm wondering, how do you see him portraying a man in both movies? Are there any similarities of his, like, personification of what a a good man is are they similar are they different and what do you think that says about brad pitt right off the bat i think that his character frank is who is looking up to tyler durden Mm. in fight club and wishes he could be tyler durden in fight club i it's 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 because it's like, what is good in this movie? What is a good man in mm-hmm. Fight Club? You know, because they're just doing terrible things once they get to the Project Mayhem mm-hmm. aspect of the film um, where they're just destroying everything, where Tyler Durden is just going nuts on the city and, you know, vandalizing like crazy and holding people hostage. And so what is good in that sense? But Frank in Cool World, Brad Pitt's character, lacks the confidence that Tyler Durden has. Mm. And it's almost like he aged into the character of Tyler Durden. Like it, like he, over the seven years, like kind of took like the suave coolness of 
Frank from Cool World and took it into Fight Club and just like dipped it in acid mm-hmm. and got like a little psycho with it. Maybe did some recreational drugs. Maybe did acid. Probably did acid. Mm-hmm. Like in a way, it's so, in, that's such a great question. In a way, he is like Frank Collins from Cool World is like Tyler Durden, right? Mm-hmm. Brad Pitt kind of evolves that character. He continues it on a little bit. In Cool World, he's suave, kind of awkward, right? He's, mm-hmm. like, good with the ladies. He, he like, knows how to, like, run a crowd, right? Mm-hmm. He's, like, he's the leader of the... He's a detective, right, in Cool he World? He is, yeah. He's been a detective for 50 years. For 50 years. 50 years, and he hasn't... Because you he don't age in, you don't age day. in Cool World. So he knows how to control people. And Tyler Durden right off the bat in the film, knows how to control Fight Club. Mm-hmm. He runs Fight Club. You can tell that Brad Pitt is more comfortable with the director. He's able to express himself better. He's obviously aged in maturity. Like, you can just tell. For some reason, there's this uh, there's this stare I've noticed with actors as I've watched movies where you know that they're comfortable inside of a role. Hmm. And I don't think he felt comfortable at all in Cool World. You can just tell so he sounds nervous. <laughs> yeah. He sounds incredibly nervous. Because it's just him in a blue screen. You feel bad for him. Yeah. I really do. I feel for him because Fight Club is such a good movie in the sense that it feels like this is the role perfect for Brad Pitt because he's actually able to express himself and he's able to get a lot out on screen that he maybe is feeling in real time, not just to serve the script of David Fincher, but to actually express maybe some toxic masculinity and some, you know, identity issues. And all of that felt very, 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 very suppressed in Cool World because he's dealing with (laughs) a terrible concept for a movie. It was Mm -hmm. such a bad concept. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's kind of what I feel as I start to process those words is Cool World did not set up Brad Pitt for success, but Fight Club did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think even off of what you were saying, I think in Cool World, he's such a flat, non-interesting character. Like, he's not complex And we don't get a lot of the information about him, too. Yeah, you really don't. So really all that you know about Frank, his character, is that he just came home from war, which is kind of... After seeing the whole movie, it's kind of like a really irrelevant point. Yes, it's a total plot hole. Yeah, it doesn't (laughs) doesn't make any sense. But I think it just adds to his character just for him to be like this man. Like he's a man who just came home from war. He loves his mom. The first thing that his Mm. mom does is make him dinner. And he's like, let me show you my motorcycle because I'm a man and I just came home from war. I'm not going to let my mom cook me dinner. And then they get in a car accident. (laughs) And she dies. And she dies. She dies, not him. She dies. And that doesn't make any sense. No. It made you know what it made more sense if he died and went to Cool World. Yeah. Or if she if she went to Cool World. She went to Cool World. And he wasn't. I'd rather see a mom in Cool World than Frank Collins. Yeah, she'd really whip everybody into shape. Yeah. All those miscreants. But yeah, I think Cool World is Brad Pitt trying to be a good man because then he goes to Cool World and the number one rule in Cool World is what? Don't have sex with Zoids. With Noids. Noids, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Don't have sex with Noids. Yeah, so the doodles can't have sex with the Noids 
and you don't know why until the end of the movie. But that's, like, his thing is, like, he's trying to protect almost the purity of Cool World in a sense, even though it's a pretty crazy world. Um, But that's, like, his duty as a man. And one thing that I thought was crazy Mm -hmm. was that he lives with a pretty attractive doodle. Yeah. And he doesn't have sex for 50 years. That's crazy. Wow. That's a lot of self-control. 50 years. 50 years. That's a really long time. Because he respects time. the rule. Yeah. Just like there's rules in Bike Club. Yes. Yes. We talked about this. Exactly. Both movies kind of have to do with rules. Mm-hmm. Fight Club has a few more, but some of them are repeated. Yep. Some of the, yeah, like the first two. Yeah. The first two are repeated. First so. two just repetition, but... Mm-hmm. They should have made more rules in Cool World. Yeah, because the only one is about sex. And the, yeah, the the whole movie is do not have sex. Yeah. For the love of God, don't. <laughs> yeah. Katie, thank you so much for coming. Bear, you're welcome. Yeah, this is great. Uh, talking Cool World, talking Fight Club. Uh, talking talking Brad, Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt, mostly. Um, thank you so much for joining and, uh, yeah, learned a lot about Brad Pitt in this conversation. What about oh, yeah. you? You learned a lot about Brad Pitt? Oh yeah. I learned and talked about Brad Pitt more than I've ever. Probably, yeah. I would say about this Brad is the Pitt most ever. I've ever talked to Brad, Brad Pitt. Yeah. That's a mouthful. Dad Pitt. Dad Pitt. <laughs> I prefer Dad Pitt. Yeah. No, but this has been fun. It's good to talk about movies. I love talking about movies. And so it was an honor for you to ask me to be on your podcast. Of course. You are you are welcome back, of course. Well. Um what to leave us, Katie? Mm. Is there a movie that you recommend that uh if people if people like Fight Club, what should they go watch next? Yeah. If you're super into violence and really just want to have a movie where you don't know if you want to recommend it to anyone or ever watch it again, but also is critically acclaimed i would suggest a clockwork orange by stanley kubrick wow yeah it's very violent it's a wonderfully made movie you'll never listen to beethoven the same way ever again Mm. yeah chills so yeah if you like fight club you've probably already seen a clockwork orange and if you haven't go watch it sweet thanks katie thank you bear I am Bear Boswell, and thank you so much for checking out this podcast. You can support us by subscribing to us on your chosen podcast player. We put this podcast out for free every two weeks. So if you want to give back, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. Five stars is great. And if you want to suggest a film, a topic, or just express your thoughts, get in touch via email at defilmpod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at defilmpod.com. 